0: Welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, a program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese. Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, and we're out on the uh, what's called the Sacred Porch, in uh, in an unknown location. <laughs> Uh, so this, this is good. I, I have Paul and Susie with me, They're the owners of the Sacred Porch, and it's a nice day here. And I wanted to ask you right away, what's the key to marriage?
1: Oh, wow. That's awesome. (laughs) I Uh, like your expression on your face. I wish this was sort of a visual thing, uh, too, because it's nice for you to, you know, you say that and then you, like, throw it out at us. Well, it's kind of cool.
0: Well, I I ask because I've been known to be a little cynical towards marriage uh, because I've seen a lot of a lot of them tank, right? Yeah, sure. And and so I I think, you know, I I usually I, I usually say it's like a 50 50 thing. Yeah. It's like you might hit it out of the park,
1: yeah. and it might
0: go really bad. <laughs> yeah. But you guys, you know, you guys, uh, you guys came to my seminar yeah. back in May. Yeah. And for a couple to come to my seminar, I mean, you got to be kind of tight to come to my. Yeah. <laughs> <seminar.
1: laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we do a lot of things together. Uh, we've been doing that for twenty years now. Twenty years. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think I'll start. For now and then Susie can jump on in but uh, right away I'm thinking of keywords and one of the keywords would be like best friend yes so if you uh, if you're with a partner whether you're married or or a significant other let's say in this world yeah and uh, it's not necessarily you have to be married but let's say you're living together for the forever right uh, if they're your best friend I think that's a really good foundation to start with right and you, you know? built a home together right? yeah your yeah. your best friend's first and everything else I think is sort of like a huge bonus right I mean right as far as respecting each other and understanding each other's needs and that type of thing and being on the same page
0: because at the seminar you at the end there was Q&A and you asked or one of you asked you know how uh, how do you deal with you know friends like yep. being sort of different with whether it's eating or spirituality, yeah. And then how do you still mingle with the friends that yeah. that you've been around for a long time? And so that's what caught my attention when uh, when you guys were there. and yeah. Why I wanted to do a, uh, an episode with you?
1: Yeah, I can answer that too. But Susie, do you have?
0: Uh, yeah. What's to say What's to that? you know what's um what's what's the key to uh, maintaining a, a positive relationship? And also being able to coexist with the friends that maybe aren't on your so called level. So, like awareness level.
2: For a happy marriage, mm-hmm. when he said you need to be best friends, you really need to take it back one step back from that. What makes you best friends, right? Right. So, when someone says, well, they're my best friend, well, that's kind of a broad term so what i think it is is you're, you genuinely like each other yeah. and you want to do things for each other that are that are kind that are respectful that are encouraging mm-hmm. um so that's what makes you a best friend right? right so you can you can communicate you can tell them anything um, You can be at your worst. You could be at your best. Mm-hmm. You can be all the different aspects of yourself, but still be th- their biggest fan, and you know they're your biggest fan. Right. Because you like each other. Right. So a lot of couples don't necessarily like, like each, each other. other. Right. They got caught, you know, in yeah. either passion or, or convenience yeah. or. You yeah. know, we bought a house, you know, it, it's yeah, really a business it's a transaction, too, then, right? Yeah. At yeah. the it's a beginning,
1: because all of a sudden now it's like they get married, have a house, have kids, and now they're in that condition of that lifestyle. And how do you then, then you realize, oh, well, is you know, am I happy? I think happiness is another key to it. Mm. Uh, asking yourself, how happy am I in my situation? Right. And if they're unhappy with themselves. Uh, But then they're also have locked themselves into something that they feel that they may can't get out of because of children or, or whatever.
0: Sometimes people drift too. like, um, uh, uh, during my health practice years having clients, I saw a lot of relationships end because one person changes their diet and the other person doesn't change their diet. And they're like, well, I didn't, I didn't marry this person. (laughs) Yeah, and then it goes south because one person wants to eat pizza and chicken wings, yeah. and the other person's like, "No, I just want to eat fruits and vegetables." Yeah, now,
2: yeah, almost like a smoker. I always feel bad for people right. who try to quit yeah. smoking, but their partner still smokes. smokes. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. so it's it's difficult. Yeah, so or even
1: career changing too. Like yeah. if they, it, when they retire, you know, one person wants to do something in their retirement, and the other person wants to do something else in their retirement after their careers. So now what? You know, right. do they go their separate ways, but they're still married? Right. I don't, you know, I, I don't know about that. We're we're always now planning because of our 17-year-old's going to be going to college next year. We're already thinking about things, of stuff that we really want to start doing together right? as a couple that we can't wait to do. Right, you know? right. Which is kind of interesting. But one other caveat, too, with us um, was that, you know, we kind of went through a lot. In our lives in the beginning you know we're this is a second marriage for both of us mm-hmm. so we had to go through uh, that whole process and raising uh, uh, daughters that were from other marriages so having a, a, a separate uh, household for that yeah. then renovating a house from scratch was something that a lot of couples uh, get divorced after they're done renovating or through the renovation like the, mo- like the movie money Pit. exactly yeah so it's be very stressful. stressful so getting through that's a huge test of of a marriage and uh but what's interesting for us we sort of like was a passion of ours like we enjoyed all of those right. things that would have been a negative
0: it's kind of like like i'm i'm really into van life you guys familiar like if you go on yeah. youtube and you look up van life there's a, a whole new generation of people living in vans okay like instead of like getting a house they yeah. they get a cargo van they convert it and there's a lot of couples living. There's a couple with a dog.
1: But oh, I think the tiny, tiny house thing like the was the tiny a, house. The tiny yeah. house show. And then they have for, a dog or something.
0: Same yeah. thing. But th- this is even tighter quarters, to another right? level because it's it's a tinier house on wheels. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 And do they go from place to place for They, work? they travel. Yeah. They go place to place. And so um, two people have to really be on the same page yeah. to do something like that. So. Right. I just thought of that when you mentioned the whole house thing.
1: Yeah, it does. If, if the two people levels, have yeah. the
0: similar, if they're bonded on that similar interest, sure. then you know, a partnership, a good partnership. Yeah,
1: can, I mean, can you're happen. you're going to have separate hobbies. Like I, I I started golfing and all that. And I'd go do golfing with friends or or whatever, just other things or you know I'll be friends going out she goes out with her her girlfriends and goes away for a weekend every year with her girlfriends that type of stuff that's all healthy things to sure, do sure. but then we always meet back and it's time for us and it's, it's 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 kind of a balance you know it's 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 an us thing it's a family thing and then it's friends right so you have that kind of nice balance that you try to live your life through you know what i mean as right. as a couple and uh, and also respect each other's uh, Territory, in a sense, like, you know, or, or, or where they're headed, you know, what they're doing. You know, Sue uh, wants to get more involved in nutrition. Right. So uh, to me, it's like, oh, that's an awesome. I, I feel good about that for her because, you know, she's my wife and, you know, we're best buddies. And isn't that a great thing for you that you want to do for yourself? Right. Isn't that cool? Right. And you talk about uh, changing a diet. Mm-hmm. You know, we changed our diet five years ago when she had her uh, heart issue. Mm. And... Uh, we all got into a new re- routine because she put that into our household.
0: It was a catalyst.
1: Yes. And yeah. you saying, oh, well, you know, would a husband or a wife want to not have uh, steak anymore or, or like, wait a minute, I can't go to McDonald's anymore. or right. We're not going to have steak at tonight, whatever. Right, right. We're so what I mean, is, but it's like, well, if you think about it, that was for the good. She's sort of saving my life. Yeah. By this change. Sure. And you embrace that. Sure. You know,
0: absolutely. Uh, you know, lifestyle change. Your hobbies are one thing; lifestyle change is another thing. And uh, if one person changes something in their lifestyle in a, in a marriage, yeah, I would hope the other person does
2: too. <laughs> well, because I'm I'm doing it for all what I feel are all the right reasons. Sure, you know, absolutely. And the other thing is, you know, there's a part of me believes we have many lives Mm -hmm. but there's no guarantee of that Mm -hmm. so the one I have right now is with him Mm -hmm. and I want that to last as long as possible Mm -hmm. and I'm almost almost need to get ready for retirement Mm -hmm. like you know for all the years that we raise kids and we work full-time and stuff I had no interest in going to the gym but now I almost feel like I want to go to the gym right. because I want to get ready to retire right. and I want to have the stamina and I want to be healthy enough yeah. to do all the things that we talk about, but right. we are, we're not able to do yet. Right. So with that, the irony of that is I've seen a lot of people retire and then they don't last more than a couple years right. after retirement. You know, because they're health issues, and it's just you have this vessel that you think is just going to keep going and going and going without any regard to what you're putting in it or how you're treating it. Yeah. And and I do the shopping, so I bring the healthier food in. Right. But if we go to a restaurant and you know my daughter wants a steak, she orders a steak mm-hmm. because to me that's the I don't want to go too fanatical with. Right the other way yeah. where then they're you don't want sneaking to stuff or right, right. you know it's all a balance and my older two daughters are both vegetarians they're older so they cook their own foods they prepare their own meals so i know that she'll get there too it's just a balance <sighs> that's
0: an interesting uh topic too because children bringing children into the mix uh, a couple has to make a, a decision As soon as they find out they're pregnant they need to make a decision what religion is this child gonna be how's this child gonna eat right and whatever the couple decides that child may rebel on that Mm -hmm. later on that's right that's what happened with me okay yes i was um my mother side is jewish my dad's side is protestant so I don't know. They cut a deal, and my dad said, "Fine, <laughs> raise them Jewish, whatever." Yeah. So yeah. I I went through the whole shebang, the bar wow. mitzvah and everything, yeah. and um, I ended up resenting it. Mm.
1: Huh.
0: Interesting. And really getting upset with it.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: And uh, so I understand it now. Yeah. At Forty of years course. old, but I didn't then at no. thirteen years no, old. No, no. right. Why are you forcing me? Yeah. Right. To speak a weird language to yeah. all these people. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't understand. That's right. And I ended up rebelling, yeah. and. As soon as I turned 18, I said, sorry, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not this anymore. Yeah. And And, that's okay. And that caused a rift. Yeah. But, um, my point is that can also happen with diet. Yeah. If a couple raises a kid vegan, right? You just mentioned the not pushing it thing. Right. If so, if a couple raises a kid vegan and then they turn 18 or, or, or. They just get in the middle school, high or school. Or they just, yeah. you know,
2: they have a car and they yeah. go to, McDonald's, go to McDonald's,
1: McDonald's on their own. Can't you not know? I mean, there's a balance. Right. You know, there uh, balance. when the cat's away, the mice will play. So, you know, Sue's at work and, and I'm home during the day and I'll say to Livy, hey, you know, do you want to go out for lunch? She's, she's home for school for the summer, whatever. Yeah. You know, she's working, but, and we go to Five Guys and get a burger. Right. And it's like, so it's once in a blue moon, that kind of thing. and right. We're not telling her. You can't have any of this stuff at all, right? Because uh, I it's think that would choice. be unhealthy. So, what about religion? Uh,
0: how how does a couple re- handle that?
1: Religion's tough for us because yeah, you we're know, neither both one raised, of us are very religious Catholic, people. Both but of us were raised was, Catholic. So, I think maybe my mother turned me on to it so much as far as going to uh, Sunday school, and I went to a Catholic school fifth, eighth grade, and I was actually an altar boy. Uh, and it was so saturated with it that when it was my turn at age 18 like you say i kind of just shut it off and yes. i was done right. and i was like okay i'm yeah. i'm an, i'm nothing uh, and and then when we i had my, i did the
0: same thing too you know i am I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm just yeah. i'm just flat i don't have i mean i believe in god let's you know what i mean right. but but i just uh don't go to church or not involved in any of that and i think part of it too is What really turned me off was when my first child was born with my first wife. Mm -hmm. We did try to, when she was young, a baby, bring her to church. And it was not the type of thing for her because uh, when I grew up, my church embraced children. We would go up to the altar and sit around and hang out while the priest was talking. And he talked to the kids in the church in in our our language. So that made it interesting where we weren't able to find a church that uh, had that. It was all just this routine for adults right. and not for the kids. Right. And it became very boring and they were like bored. You know, kids are bored out of their minds. Yeah. You know, so and they don't understand why yeah, they're there. Exactly.
2: And you end up being more stressed. It was more of an obligation. Yes. Than a true, you know, I, I need to go or I want to go. And when you finally become adult, you say, wait a minute. If this is just stressful to me, having this obligation to do every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Yeah. Or, you know, trying to figure out when we're going to go to church on Christmas Eve. Should we go at midnight mass or should we go the next morning? It's one of those things where that's just such a personal choice that it became like, wait, this is just stressful. And what
0: about the hypocrisy? Because just using Christmas as an example, you just brought it up. I don't know what that has to do with Jesus Christ. You know, uh, what Santa Claus has to do with it, what a Christmas tree has to do with it. Yeah. Right. And then you look deeper into it and there's some pagan, you know, yeah. origins there. I think yeah. the whole so thing how does the, somebody...
1: The Santa Claus thing, I don't know why I'm saying this, but it, I always feel like it's a marketing thing now. You right. know what I mean? Right. Oh, it's, it it truly it's to is. sell It's to sell stuff, sell toys, whatever. Yeah. You know, honestly... But, you know, another thing on the religion side with the kids was, um, you know, let's say we wanted to have our daughter uh, go um, to catechism that they have at the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd have it like three o'clock in the afternoon at, after school, and we're both working. And, you know, the church is a mile away or two miles away from the school, but they wouldn't supply any kind of transportation for that. Right. We, yet they have the money... Th- and the, the wherewithal to do that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So we probably would have had our child go to catechism. Well, we did school. have Emma do it. Yeah. And then I had it, to have my it, father come out yeah, and bring but, her. But it was really it tough. It was stressful. So right. it's right. tough like, for, for families to have that. It's bad enough getting these kids to daycare or whatever. Yeah. But now the struggle of how do you get your child to a church on a Wednesday afternoon when they're not um, they're not helping with that transportation part.
0: Right, right. You know.
1: right. And then they complain that the numbers are down. You know what I mean—that people aren't to church. Yeah, and the answer—the
2: answer I got was, if it's important to you, you'll find a way.
1: Well, if it's important yeah, to it them, they like, have the numbers. Bring them in. It's Supply interesting the, you
0: bring up that point because somebody did just tell me that the Christian numbers are going down. Sure, absolutely. Like, like almost like—I yeah. don't want to offend anybody, but no, it's no. almost like people are. Well, you would need to make pe- it. You need yeah. to
2: make it more convenient. So, there's some. Um, I don't know what the, I think it's congregational in town that while the parents are going to the sermon, the kids are down in the basement doing their religious class. Mm -hmm. You can't get more convenient than that. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want your child to do that. So it's going to make you go to church while your child for the same hour is downstairs in the basement, you know, making their little bookmarks or right. you know because a lot of what they teach when they're young is just to be a good person. Right. And there is nothing wrong with any of that. Right. That's right. You know, That's and right. and a little bit of history of, you know, what may or may not have taken place, but sure. it seems like it did. Yep. But that can um, affect
1: the marriage too. Like yeah. we're, we're getting back on the subject, I guess, of marriage and relationships. Yeah.
0: What if two, two people marry and they're Catholics? Yeah. And 10 years later, the other one says, I'm really into this Buddh- Buddhism stuff. Sure. Yeah. That and and that riff. sort of
1: happened with us where we got more involved in meditative work and, you know, our own spiritual awareness and mm-hmm. what you talk about with inner peace and, and, and being self-aware and, and being in the now, mm-hmm. all of that type of stuff. Um, so uh, that's sort of our new religion mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. And the girls know about it, and, and they're cool with all that. And, and, but, and they also see us as extremely at peace and very happy. Yes. Uh, so I think that's important. Role model. You know, that's very important.
0: To, to be able to preach your own gospel without words, yeah. just by being a role model, just by
1: yeah example. Yeah, and I kind of worry about that with our kids too. Like, are they going to find their best friend? You know, oh, I have three daughters. So, are my three daughters ever? Will they be able to find their best friend? Yeah. Uh, you know, the 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 whole um, percentage may be against them, uh, but you know, so far with our kids, uh, at least the two older daughters, um, we personally feel that they have found people in their lives that we absolutely embrace uh which is amazing we're lucky they're they're lucky but they're also you know we're grateful i guess that that's kind of cool that that's happened so far
0: yeah you know well let's talk about um you guys making that shift to the more awareness tradition it's a good term the awareness (laughs) traditions (laughs) yeah the inner peace traditions because christianity uh and judaism aren't necessarily that um the eastern traditions are normally the the peaceful ones you know
1: i think it was more because we decided to be more neutral you know Mm -hmm. we weren't going to pigeonhole ourselves into you know we're going to go to the catholic church any longer and that's just that we sort of wanted it to be on a universal thing so like, you know, we believe in God and all that, but we also believe in the universe and the yes. universal energy yes. and the fact that whatever you put out to the universe comes back to you. Yes. And whatever you do to others come back to you. It yeah, we're
2: a, a big fan of the law of attraction. Absolutely. Yeah. So stating like, what you yeah, want and stating yeah. what you don't want. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've seen it work. Oh, yeah. I, sure? I've
1: been batting a thousand. So I've been on my own uh, with my own career now for eight years. And before that, I had a 27-year career with a company. And uh, uh, a friend of mine asked me in the very beginning, uh, have you asked for things? Because, you know, I'm a freelancer. And Mm -hmm. I said, what do you mean ask? And she's like, well, you have to ask the universe for stuff. You know, know, not tangible stuff, but ask for work or just ask for what you want. And I was saying to Sue, you know, I'm going to start that. And for the past eight years now, I've been batting a thousand. Mm. So I'd have these lulls and I'd be in my car and I'd be like, okay, universe, hear me out. I'm here. I, you know, please let my clients know that I exist and that here I am. It was almost like spiritual networking. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, 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 you know, people go on the internet and look for work and all that. I'm like talking to the universe and networking with the universe right. and having having that network. Uh, uh, spiritual
0: spiritual google
1: you got it and Mm, and and then within 24 hours i'm getting phone calls and that's every time has not failed me yet Mm. which i think is kind of cool
0: and how long is the ask
1: the ask is probably it's short so it might be with it might be a, uh, a matter of saying it a few times within a 10 minute span like if i'm driving somewhere in my car or i'm just at home i will ask it out loud or ask it to myself it's a very short pocket of time yeah and then just have that in my mind so it's sort of like if you say it out loud now to me I feel like it's settled it's there it's and it's and it's out to the universe I've sent it out let's see what happens yeah and uh um, I'm I guess I could say that I wouldn't say this I wouldn't talk this way unless it was living proof of it right you know what I mean so there's no there, I mean I have no reason to 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 um you know, say that it's it's fifty fifty, or right, or it right. sometimes happens. Right. I'm honestly telling you, and people know know me. Yeah, I'm, it's a hundred percent, and I can't explain it, and I don't want to explain it, and I don't want to know. Right. I don't really care
0: well, about what, that what, part. What would the priest say if you told him?
1: Well, the priest would say you've asked God, right? You know, and God is giving you, uh, um, is is answering your prayers, which right. is okay, and too. that's okay. That's fine. You know, when I meditate. Just playing with words. Yeah. And when I meditate, I do ask, you know, I guess, you know, here's another thing too. I I should have clarified. I do have a committee. So I do have a list of people that I do ask for things. So I, you know, it's the universe I do. I would say to God and I'd say, God, send your angels down and please uh, have them send message out that this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'd like to have in my life. This is what I'd like to feel or be. Um, and then, you know, it, it used to trickle down to like my mom has passed. Mm. So I would talk to her. I would talk to my uncle. And, and you know, and even the, what I think is very important is also gratitude. So to be sure. thankful. Sure, sure. So when you say thank you so much or if, if the phone rings and I hang up, I'll say thank you so much for that. Mm. Thank you for that answer. Mm-hmm. And I think that is also helpful
0: so you're not only thanking the person you're thanking the universe I'm
1: thanking the universe and mm-hmm. and I think what's interesting is that people should know that there's no harm in that I'm not affecting anybody mm-hmm. I'm doing this all internally for me I'm not preaching it to my kids I'm not preaching it to you right. I'm not preaching it to my friends right. or my family right. this is all just me doing this for me mm-hmm. and it's okay because it's working Yeah, and it, and it may not be for everyone and I and we're all good with that But it's but it's working for me, and I have to say, this is my life.
0: Right. Well, there's a the original book for the Law of Attraction is uh, a a gentleman by the name of Wallace Waddles, and uh, the book is called The Science of Getting Rich, and uh, it's a kind of a misleading name, but rich doesn't have to mean money, and so uh, that's the movie The Secret. That's mm, what it was based right. off of. Yeah, I saw that movie. So the movie The Secret or the documentary, the yeah. book The Secret, is based off of a daughter. No the mom was stressed out, having a tough time. The daughter gave the mom The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. She loved it, changed her life and decided to do a documentary and it oh, became wow. the secret. Sure. Wow. And as soon as Oprah got a hold of it, boom. Yeah. Right. right. Everybody right, right. knows the secret yeah. now. But uh, I say all that to say that um, in that book, Wallace Waddles talks about these things and generating gratitude. And yeah. when you walk around in a state of gratitude, you are you become like a magnet. You become like a magnet. Yeah, absolutely. Versus the opposite, which would be kind of toxic, That's right. kind of complaining, you know. Why me? Why we me? Woe yeah. is me. Right. Um, a victim. Angry. Yeah. Angry, being angry about your situation. Uh, things of that nature. Well,
1: you're generating negativity then, and then it just yes. that goes out to the universe, right? And then you're you're stuck because you could say to yourself, "Oh, I really do want these things to happen," but then it's always a, always me, and then you complain about things. Well, those complaints and that negative energy is almost like a catch twenty two. It's like you're chasing your own tail now because you're throwing that energy out of negativity. You're never going to be in a state of mind that's mm-hmm. of happiness or things to come to you. That, yeah, that's awesome.
0: One of the things that stood out to me in that book, and it, it was a pivotal point pivotal point for me, was he referred to, instead of saying God, instead of saying universe, mm-hmm. he called it the formless substance. Interesting. The formless substance. Huh. And he's saying that there's a formless sub- substance all around us, and this substance um, uh, merges with your thoughts. So, thinking stuff is what it's called. Thinking stuff, your thoughts go out into this formless substance and it creates. Yeah, that's cool. And so, this was the early 1900s and um, that led me back down the path, down the eastern path yeah to uh and of course it's all ancient
1: sure this is it's just, funny this, this stuff's been going a, on for a gazillion years a gu- a gazillion and it years. seems like it it's there's this awareness of it and then somebody the past comes, five years as soon as
0: a book catches on and, right and oprah or ellen degeneres gets a hold of it yeah. then it becomes popular again it's all, new. Again. Right, it's right, all right. new again but it's really i mean the buddha was 2500 years ago sure it's a long yeah. time ago. and
1: even eating healthy and all, you know Everything that goes with that. Right. One thing you touched upon too was the word success, um, associated with money, and that's something that we have in our household that is so not there. So our measurement of success has nothing to do with the amount of money you make. Yeah. It, our measurement of success is our way of life, like yes. um, as far as like our quality of life. Um, you know how we are, how we're living uh, our lives, yes. and not the measurement of money. Um, I'm all. on board with that. Yeah.
0: But here's the flip side, though. The flip side. And, and somebody's thinking it right now. Somebody's listening right now yep. thinking, well, then how do you pay for this nice little house you have here? <laughs> you see, in the cars and in the in the food. and so It's all about balance. We have to pay to live here. Yeah. yeah. Unless you go to an ashram or monastery. Yeah. yeah. That's the only yeah. way out.
1: But every every couple, we're going to go back to the marriage thing again. Uh, you know, if there's... A, a spouse that's working and a spouse that's not working, and they're within their means or they're surviving and they're happy with you know. Like because I say to Sue, Sue and I were convinced that when we got married, we would just live in a shoebox together. We, <laughs> we really didn't care. No van. No. No. Van? Yeah, it, we would do the but van we, now. But we, we, we it, it, it was not And when it didn't we matter. found this house, it, it needed to be torn down. It was in disrepair. Right. And, but the cool thing about it was that we were extremely happy being in a house that everyone around us, including our family and friends, all thought we were crazy. How could you live in such a house? Yeah. And it was like but we saw a vision. We were mm-hmm. like, oh no, we see our future of how we're gonna what we're gonna turn this house into. Right, right. And we and and that was part of our energy of who we are to make that happen. Right.
2: Well we got to be together. So it didn't matter what the house we knew we needed a house to live in. Yeah. We had two small children. We had to live somewhere. You still need a car to drive to work, but it wasn't about um, the size of the home or the size of the cars or the clothes we wore. It didn't yeah. it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because it that's all that's all temporary. That's all stuff that yeah. you know. That's all stuff that doesn't necessarily make you happy. It's material. It's material stuff. So yes, you need a house to live in. Yes, you need a car to get to your work so you can have food to eat but it doesn't have to be a house that has 17 rooms in it yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. You, know, mm-hmm. it,
1: we, I, you know we we got into we our were marriage in the negative here. you know because we had both had gone through the divorces and all that and we were in the negative with financially and 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 still stayed in that negative because of then we were renovating the house and blah 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 you know daycare and what have you but uh, that was sort of like a something we just tucked to the side. It, it, it that didn't matter. Right. You know, we the fact that we were together was like I said, the best thing ever. Yeah. Had nothing to do with where we were what financial state we were in. Yeah. You know, where a lot of people do hang on to that financial state and they also have these goals, you know. There are, I another thing I wanted to say real quick is I think people are waiting for something. They're always waiting. Like they're waiting to retire or they're waiting for the kids to get out of the house or they're always waiting for something to start their lives. And for us, it's like, no, we started our lives from day one. We, we went to Santa Fe, New Mexico. We got married without anybody around us nice. uh, uh, in a nice garden setting with this 80-year-old woman who married us. Mm. And we were there for the week. And we, we had a calling. I had a calling, at least, to go to Santa Fe. And it was just the coolest thing to do that. It felt great. And that was like the beginning. You know, that was the start of our lives. We had nothing to wait for.
0: I... I um... I applaud that, because the the big wedding ceremony is uh, <laughs> it, it it feels um, it feels like it comes from a place of ego, and uh, you know this you know this this big ordeal. It's like a reason to get everyone together and show off a little bit, right? And and for for a couple to just go elope like that and. You know nobody needs to see it it's between you
1: right yeah
0: and so i i I like that i like that i like that a lot and then your so-called honeymoon was built into
1: yeah and then we we were were just there and it was the coolest place on earth for us to hang out yeah and have explore and have a good time together Um, of course my job was i was working for pbs at the time doing a a a show Mm -hmm. and i had to fly to california to shoot the show and she came back to Connecticut. So our honey, when our honeymoon was over, we didn't get to come back home and become a couple right away, married in a house. I had to go away for two weeks, but yeah. um, right. but once I got back, it was all good.
0: Do you you mentioned the one person working and one person not? Yeah. Do you think that that's actually a good formula to have one person kind of have the job and one person sort of
1: depends on their be the ruler
0: of, of the house, so to speak? Yeah, maybe? I don't know.
1: I don't know that. Um, for us, it, I, well, I, I guess it maybe it's best for Susie to speak of this because most of the time, let's say, in America or wherever, it's always the wife that's staying home, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know the statistics. It's
0: changing now. But yeah, yeah, but
1: but my but so she may have a, a, a better thought of this than, than I would.
0: Well, I, I can
2: tell you when he got laid off and started working freelancing. Mm-hmm. I made a joke that I had a wife. Right. And every woman wants a wife. (laughs) (laughs) Every woman out there would appreciate a wife.
1: Because I was in charge of the cleaning. Because he would clean. Sure.
2: He would pick up the kids if they needed to be picked up. Not that he wasn't 50-50 before, but you have the restraints of your time. And working in television, it wasn't Monday through Friday, you know, 8 to 5. So... For all the n- sadness of him losing his job and having to start his own business, I was and still am benefiting from all that because mm. he'll be home and yeah. he'll do the three loads of laundry. Yeah, um, I'll come home. Do you and- like it?
1: Yeah. You know, I was raised with just my mother. Uh, when my father had left when I was three. So she raised five kids in a two-bedroom apartment on her own wow. without driving no driver's license and uh, had a had a small job so uh, we all had chores we all had responsibilities to keep the house going yeah and one thing that I thought was interesting that I realized was you know we lived in a poor home but my mother always thought that it was best to keep the house as clean as possible because that meant something yeah and it also meant security well take care of what you have yeah take care of, and appreciate what, what yeah. you have and all that
0: that's something that I've picked up through the years um, with ashrams and monasteries is when you go to these places you're given a job and You don't get paid for it. It's your duty. It's like for your room and board, right? And so you might do housekeeping or you might work in the kitchen or you might work landscaping and that's your job and you take pride in your job and so the beauty of this type of work which in the East is called seva right service and and the beauty of it is, is you can you can sort of it's a practice you can stay in the present moment because you don't have to solve these major problems. Like unless the washing machine just breaks, it's pretty standard. Yep. Um, but somebody needs to do it. Sure. Right? And so that's and I think that's where the things.
1: respect comes into with your mm-hmm. relationship. So it's no longer oh it's your job to be doing these things and I'm only going to be doing X. Where I think when you've embraced a relationship where everything is yours. So, you know, it is as us. So she talks she jokes about the three loads of laundry that I might do because mm-hmm. I'm home. Well that's because it's convenient for me right now. I am home. Right. But then I might be working for five days in a row. Right. And then she'll come home from work, whatever, she's gonna throw that laundry in, she's gonna do the dinner, you know, she's gonna do that. Right. that house. But I'm just saying that it's There's not like she's waiting for me to do it. Right. And I'm not waiting for her to do life things. Right. You know, whatever those life things are on your list. But the, other couples may have that right. uh, categorized. And that could be part of their issue of being a healthy, happy couple. Sure. Is having that list of this is their responsibility, this is mine. And they're upset because the other partner isn't pulling their weight. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Pulling your weight?
0: Yeah, that's yeah. I'm not. I'm not the roles. Yeah, you know. I I think, you know, the old school way was one person stayed home, and um, uh, and that and that's an important job.
1: Yeah. Well, I never was exposed to that, so I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? So I guess for our lives that we're living now, I, I was al- it was always an independent life growing up. That I kind of had to do everything. You had to help out in the household. You had to help my mother. And you know, we, we had to all had to contribute and I think I carry that on to my relationship today. You know?
0: Right, right. Do you guys yell at each other? Uh not very no, much. No. I
1: think what it comes down to too very, is that really don't we really yeah, don't and, fight like they hit you with a shot. No, 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 but what, what I I think I discovered which I think is interesting is we do like to tease each other which is kind of fun breakstones Yeah you know yeah. like it's it, it, it might you know someone might be upset because something wasn't done or whatever but we're kind of like in a teasing way of, of, of things and and yeah. also nothing bothers us I guess like we anything that we do in we're our lives very compatible yeah we, we it, it doesn't bother me like I would think that some couples would be upset because someone has a certain tick or they act a certain way, they talk a certain way, they have, it It starts to get on them mm. where we kind of almost like weave that into our marriage. Like, like we, you know, if, if I tease Susie that, well, like, even though I'm doing all the talking today, but she had told me, Oh, <laughs> make sure you tell Kevin that I don't, I'm not dominating the talking, <laughs> but, but she, but when we are with couples, uh, I had a running joke with her and saying have you used up all your words yet yeah. because she had talked so much. Yeah. I'm like so someone else can start speaking. Yeah. And the couples would look like us like uh oh Paul just said to Sue, have you used up all your words? And but we know it as I being a joke. Right. You know right. what I mean and right. it, it, a fun thing. Right. Instead of me saying, "Hey lady, will you please be quiet? Someone else wants to talk." Right, you right. know that would be a rude thing. Right. Where we kind of bounce it off as a tease. We okay. tease each other.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah, and and uh, I think these are all uh, great tips, tricks, whatever you want to call them, to uh, to a peaceful relationship, which is important. And uh, like I said at the beginning, I've always been kind of cynical towards it because there's some disasters, <laughs> there's some plane crashes out there. Of, yeah, there is of relationships, yeah. and sometimes people, even though they stop getting along, they still stay together. Yeah. And they go another, you know, 30 yeah. years, 30 yeah. years longer than they should have. Yeah. Or, or and it's a case. struggle
1: for us because we know of that. And it's hard for us because we have to kind of almost keep our mouths shut. And we, we wish we had words of wisdom. But we can't because we don't want to be, we don't want to get involved in that way. It's none of our business kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but, but it's sort of frustrating for us to see that around us and not being able to do anything about it. Right. because. What do you do? You know what? What can you do without alienating right. people?
0: So, how do you guys deal with um, friends? You you once said you have indoor friends and outdoor friends.
1: <laughs> That's so true. How,
0: how explain that one? So,
2: that is because we have a very small home. Okay. The living space, the common area, is very small. Mm. So if we have people over say for dinner
1: and it's we a winter, re-
2: we really can't have more than say two other couples yeah. to sit comfortably and sit at the table and, and just, it's just a small home, which we don't. So matter. when we have parties, big parties, it has to be outside. Right. So the summer is my favorite time of year anyway, but we will have, 75 80 people at our home wow we had a graduation party Holy cow. Oh,
1: yeah um easily
2: between family and friends um, and that's just and not that's inviting
1: how... everybody we could never do that I no mean, we do have we've collected a bunch of people in our lives and i, I if you put a list together without family we could easily have 150 Friends that we would know, yeah, Yeah, over the years, through the years, yeah. So, so that's that's where the so that's where the
2: outdoor friends thing. It it was a joke when I had first said it, that you just have certain people that you will have at your home when you're having a party outside, and then there's closer friends, I guess, that you would have actually over for dinner, yeah. but just as a disclaimer, we do have
1: closer friends that. Uh, may not tolerate outside as far as the summer heat or the sun. Let's say, even though we have porch and whatever, so they're more comfortable being inside, right? Uh, the house. So okay, we'll invite them over when the cooler weather or wintertime. Or we used to do a Super Bowl party every year. We kind of stopped that. So that would be our indoor. Some well, some of those friends are also outdoor friends, but <laughs> so you guys we, like to, you guys are cool. We have a combo. You guys you like up. to entertain we do we do we, sure. we, we we like having people around us we like talking as you can tell <laughs> and uh we we like hearing other people and you know being with and it's just a di- it's a diversity of a friends. Very, yeah, a very and none of these friends group. may not be friends with each other it, right. it, we have this whole diversity of people that don't know each other right but but it's almost like six degrees to us kind of a thing yeah you know yeah, uh, which is kind of but cool. it's fun. You know, you meet a lot of people yeah, in town when we you have kids, it. and then yeah. you
2: have your, fi- you know, your friends when you were a kid. Yeah, we both grew up in in uh, Connecticut, so we still have some people here for that. Yeah. And then we've had some friends that we've made since we've sure. been together. Sure, mm-hmm. and, and we've we lost collect, some
1: friends uh, through the years. Uh, w- you know, with my divorce. And Sue's divorce, friends have been lost, but then you collect new friends. Right. And then some friends have stuck with you. Right. And then they, they become closer because they get it. They right. realize see where we are in our are. lives.
0: Sure, sure. You know, yeah. in
1: fact, when people, when we had this running thing, too, with divorce, where someone would say, oh, or I'm separated or I'm getting a divorce, and we would say congratulations. Yes. Imagine that. So we wouldn't say we're <laughs> sorry, where most people would say, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> we would say congratulations to you. Yeah. You know congratulations yeah you're getting divorced and it could be let's say the spouse had left you okay and and you're the one that someone had had left you we'd still say congratulations to you because it's a change of life yeah and it was for the best that person wasn't for you right and so that's a good thing. That you, you've lost that anchor. Well,
2: now you have an opportunity to find your so, your person. Like a
1: reborn. Sure. You, sure. You, you you can be reborn again, I guess you could say yeah, yeah,
0: that. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a great outlook. That's so, what so, we do. So
1: congratulations yeah. is what we would say.
0: Yeah. Is that is that, that might shock some people, but it's no, a, that's it's a great outlook. Yeah. It's
1: coming from a, a good place.
2: Yeah. We're, we're thinking it's not always a bad thing. No. Life is a, just not.
0: No. Life is an ebb and flow. It's a flux. Yeah, it changes. is impermanent.
1: Yeah, I don't think change is a negative. And, and in 2019, if I'm dating this podcast, is I always thought was a huge change for so many people that we know in our lives. Mm-hmm. Huge changes: marriages, divorce, change of jobs, loss of job. Uh, it's unbelievable the amount of change I've seen this year. But it's been a cool thing to experience. Right. You know, I, I, I love that change in a lot of people seeing that happen. That's stirring, stirring the pot.
0: So speaking of change, um, y- you you said that you um, have taken up meditation and law of attraction and things like this. And I know you guys have also visited the Healing and Harmony Center. with yeah. Priscilla. will oh, be yeah. talking to her on the podcast in a week or so as well? And uh, so, what what type of um, experiences have you encountered in your journey?
1: How much time do we have? I mean, <laughs> well, we, we you know we, we've got. I mean, this is a whole other a topic f- of discussion. We got a few minutes. Oh my god! And, and
0: I, I hope that whoever's listening has got what they needed out of the marriage stuff. But now, let's take a little left turn. Oh boy! I mean,
2: well, even the even the healing and harmony. Very very rarely do we walk in there. Are there any other couples? Mm. That's right. So it's something that we've sort of discovered together right. at the same time, and some of the classes we take together. Um, and we're always being applauded, and it's not the reason we go, but we're always being applauded by the speaker saying, Wow, you guys are really lucky. Mm. Even you noticed. We were at your event right. as a couple. Right. Well, we didn't go there hoping to impress you right. with us being together there as a couple. Right. But we've sort of been on this journey of the mediumship and and self awareness, um, self awareness, uh, meditation and, uh, all to- together. Uh, self centering so too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's
1: been good. Uh, You know, Priscilla was a good person to be around, you know, as far as uh, she's genuine, she's honest, she'll tell you straight out. um, And she talks to you about, you know, uh, being a good person for yourself. Um, So that was sort of our new religion, I guess you could say, where we would go there and feel really good being at that place and taking like the Tibetan bowl meditation, Mm. uh, the singing bowl uh, stuff. We we just did that that recently and we got another couple involved that loved it. Um, so we do that a lot and, as a couple, and it's just awesome because you just detox by the end of that hour. So I yeah. highly recommend it to everybody. Yeah, you
0: feel your vibration. Oh, develop. God, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah it So there's
1: cool stuff like that. I've taken a lot of intuitive classes. Mm-hmm. I have this sort of thing where I'm very intuitive about people. I can kind of sort of read them, mm-hmm. uh, read the room, and, and feel the energy of people and know where they're coming from and, and, and feel what they're feeling. Yeah. So uh, I've enhanced that through her classes that she has an intuitive uh...
0: Yeah, and that's pretty much what she does right she takes something who has someone who has a a gift or a spark and she kinda yes yeah, it although
1: Absolutely. she
2: will tell you everyone has some
1: something. Has something yeah exactly yeah. and
2: she's very generous with her knowledge and very generous with her she's a good teacher right. yeah but you know she teaches mediumship classes and I was not going to take that and I was Sort of talked into it, and she brings out stuff in you that is surprise even you. Yeah. Right. I mean, I was getting messages for the people I was in the class with, and it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but she, n- n- very little surprises her. Yeah. Because she really feels like everyone, right? Everyone has a talent. It's just whether you have tapped into it, or right. whether you're right. self-aware, or whether you have time. You know, we have a daughter that's highly intuitive, but absolutely. right now, she doesn't have time. She's in the right. physical world right now. Yeah. she knows it's there. Yeah. but she wants to park it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. she knows that you know that yeah. it's gonna it yeah. would take yeah. more. And, and again, than it's she wants the proof in
1: the pudding. I was telling you about you know asking things for the universe and then getting the proof of that by things happening. So when it came to doing these classes with Priscilla and being involved there and you would experience certain things that took place that was like okay uh i get it and it's true whereas if i was if i went for the past four years and got nothing out of it and i'm like what's going on here i'm just you know i'm a dead zone and nothing's happening with me then i'd be like this is not for me and i don't think it's real right where again if people that know me i'm i'm not like you know telling a fib here i'm 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 genuinely saying that i've experienced and have seen things mm-hmm. through that center that is life changing yeah and for the better i mean really cool you know what i mean and you and i kind of like apply it to my life and Sue and I will get together and have these conversations right on this porch.
0: The sacred porch. Yeah.
1: And we'll talk about <laughs> what we've experienced or we'll talk about what I've experienced in my class and kind of give her that knowledge. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. And then she soaks it in. Yeah. And then sometimes a little jealousy there because she's just like, oh, oh man. I do. I do. I wish like, I had what I you have. Or I wish yeah, I had that. I try. Like, sometimes
2: but, I and, think and, I try too hard.
1: And I say it. it's there. You just have to kind of free your mind. Yeah. And uh, one thing Priscilla says is a key word is allow. So if you allow things to happen in your life, just allow it to happen. It's going to flow through. Mm-hmm. Just don't don't resist it. Don't resist things in your life. I guess it's a good thing to say to your listeners. Just right. just allow things to happen. Let that flow. Let let it flow. Don't block it.
0: Yeah. So th- yeah, this is a good segue to the next episode, which will be with Priscilla. So I guess yeah. we'll save save that stuff. Mm. We'll let Priscilla yeah. speak for mm-hmm. for what's going on with mm. her. But, Absolutely. Uh, lastly. Um, again, you guys were at the seminar back in May, the inner peace seminar. Um, what did you, what were some of the key points that you, uh, that resonated with you that day? Um,
2: mine was the ego part. Mm-hmm. So I, at, at work, I can't even, I can't even articulate this. There's so much ego at my work. mm that gets in their own way and gets in the team's way mm-hmm. and gets into the success of the company, that it's incredible. Right. And I can't say anything because obviously if I tell someone that they have too big of an ego, right, that, you know, you, you're, you're yeah. insulting them. Sure. But it is so apparent that most people's stress is first of all self-inflicted. Self-inflicted. And it's not what happens to you. It's how you react to it. That's right. So I loved that seminar you did. Yeah. I loved it. Thank you. I loved the drawings you did. I loved how you did the flowers, but then you had the The shield. The the dome dome. over it.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You can't get things to grow.
2: Yeah. I just, I thought it was amazing. So well done. You did a great job. You really did. And it's still, I thought we took it in June. We took it in May. I'm always getting little flashes of it, Mm -hmm. of what you talked about. And it doesn't, the, the, the man that was sitting by the tree, And nothing could affect him because stuff is going to happen. Stuff happens to everyone. That's right. It's just how you react
1: to it, right. and you have to almost train yourself to recognize ego too, because I think it's hidden within people. Yeah, you don't realize why is this person acting this way? Or is it their personality? Yeah, they is are? it me? Yeah, yeah. yeah is it's it me? Am I, t- am I pissing them off? Am I doing something wrong? Right, and it's like no, they've got this little ego thing going on. That's why they're sort of their feathers are up, or they're acting a certain way. They're like a peacock with the feathers up and all. Yeah, or they're or just being overcompensating. Got it. It's like what's going on yeah. here? And it's like if you can recognize that in people that oh, it's got to be an ego thing. And I've got this, I guess, because of my intuitive ways or my skills of the, being intuitive. Um, I'm, and, I, and our younger daughter is the same way. She has this way of talking and being with people to sort of work around that and get them out of that situation and kind of calm the situation down and, like, neutralize. Okay. Which is very cool because then all of a sudden now it's like you're both in the same field, playing field, and, and that stress has dissolved where if you feed into that if you if, if I start feeding into these people i'm going to start having that tension i'm going to start getting that stress right. and it's just going to build and build and build and you're not going to get anywhere it, mm-hmm. it, you're not going to be productive or creative because in my field it's very creative right. so i have to have it where you neutralize it right. you know and bring it down and, and and a lot of it has to do with almost not really you're kind of patronizing them but in a good way you know you, this is you know you, you can neutralize You're just trying it by, to
2: diffuse the situation, diffuse the situation.
1: You, you know this is awesome i love the way you did this thank you so much this is so cool you, you did a great job and and i didn't know that this was happening this way what what you know almost having them teach me even though i already know the answer mm-hmm. but tell me the answer even though i already know it and that diffuses stuff yep let them let them do that where if you say look i already know the answer buddy you don't have to tell me mm-hmm. their ego is going to get in there and attack you
0: yep yep Sure does. So, little con man in your head. Exactly. It's like the Wizard of Oz type thing.
1: Yeah. So, so Mm. it's all about just recognizing it in other people, and just figuring out a way in a polite, calm way to neutralize that. Yeah. uh, To to be able to manage it.
0: Yeah, sure. And and also, people that are very aware know when their own ego is acting up, and know when they're you know doing what they do. Like when I do a seminar, such as the one you were at, Mm -hmm. I know that I have to enhance myself in order to put on a, a, a performance, if you will. Because you know, when I'm on this podcast, it's just me talking. Yeah. But when I'm in front of people, sure. you got to times that by three yeah. to, sure. to up it keep, up.
1: Keep yeah. your energy level up. And you did a good then. job with that, too, because you put a lot of humor in it. Sue and I are very into humor.
2: Right.
1: And uh, when we talk a lot, we always have these big belly laughs. And I think that was important with what you were doing was you you had this humor that it wasn't too infused, serious right. which was great because it kind of then makes every breaks the ice and everybody can relax now and they're all sure. not like as if they're in this lecture and they have to take notes right. it's more like everyone's now in the club yep. and and you've made them feel comfortable with the humor right end of it which yeah. is great which is a good approach
0: good good yeah no that's always been my approach yeah. absolutely even with the health stuff yeah. I've always I've always gone for the laughs yeah it's good and though. to be uh Give you guys a little secret. Most of those jokes are not planned. <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. Well, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. That's and the they're more thing. natural. They just come. Yeah, it, and, well, it, and it, That's okay. And it's it kind of like a, how a comedian works. Yeah, exactly. So Improv. if something works, yeah. it goes in the back pocket, yeah. and then in the next summer, you can do it again. That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, have these, we have these big belly laughs with the yeah. whole thing with the indoor and outdoor friends. That was sort of an improv thing yeah. that came oh, out. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, oh my God, it's like we've got another yeah, little cool thing we can joke about that's, in our lives.
0: Yeah, that's why humor is is just such a beautiful thing. It, you know, something happens at a party or, you know, at a, at, at a dinner or at a seminar or whatever it is and you can kind of break it out 15 years later you can break it out with a friend and it'll still be funny right right yeah right
2: yeah well that's part of that again is not taking yourself too seriously you can't no and just
0: you can't it's all or it's all energy going here anyway right right Right. yeah right right Right. um so we're just about out of time um yeah, yeah 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 there's like one topic i could do but
1: it's all right keep going (laughs) <laughs> We're good. People are still hanging in there. They haven't left us yet. I can feel it. Do you? Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's its intuitive yeah, thing again. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Keep going.
2: Keep going. <laughs> this
1: is fun.
0: Lull, got... lull them to sleep. We yeah, go. We got the furry mics. I know. Take advantage. You got it. What? Um. You, you mentioned earlier that uh, you lost
1: your mom. Yeah. How long ago? Ten years. No, wait, fifteen now. Right. It's okay. been a. Yeah. So Olivia's, when you've been married
2: so, this long, you can never answer a question on your own. You I know,
1: always I'm have not, to look I'm over at, her. What at is your it? spouse. Yeah, I'm looking just at her. So you, know. you guys like 15, are each other's secretaries? Yeah, Absolutely. you check in. Yeah, so yeah. 15 years, she's passed now. Okay. Yeah.
0: And so how, um, do, you, so do, you, do you have your parents? So
2: I have my dad. My dad will be 85 in October. Nice. I lost my mom uh, three years ago to ovarian cancer.
0: Okay. So boom, there we go. So one of the topics I talk about on this podcast very often is death. Yeah. So uh, how do you deal with a a parent leaving?
1: Um, I think it depends on the situation that not to be, it's hard to explain, I guess. Um, Like for me, my mom passed, but it it wasn't at the right time she had passed at the wrong time in all of our lives she had a brain aneurysm and she was here at the house Mm. and fell in the shower and and that was it and and she went to the hospital and then they lifestyled her to another hospital and and that was the end of it so it was traumatic yeah and she was with the kids because one of my biggest thing too was having her involved in our kids on weekends and just be with us because she was just on her own. Mm. And it was great, to ha- the kids embraced her. In fact, our youngest daughter, would, they would have been best friends. So she was two at the time when her Nana passed. Right. And uh, so, but just to say, long story short, um, it was too soon. Now, uh, and I think it was too soon for Sue's mom. She can speak on behalf of her mother, but uh, you know, at a certain point, like I had an uncle who was sort of like a father to us, but he was having a lot of health issues. So at some point it was like he's suffering and right. you, you don't want that either. No. So you're seeing your parent or your uncle or whoever suffering, 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 and they're in hospice or they're in some care, and you're, you come, you're almost at a point where you don't want to say this, but you're, you're wishing they're passing because then they'll be at peace right. versus the suffering all the time. That's not healthy. That's not a good quality of life.
0: How old was your mom when she passed? She was
1: 77. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's right on the cusp of um, the uh, age expectancy of America. Yeah. an American.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, so that seems young to me.
2: 77 seems young. Yeah. yeah. Of course, the older I get, the How old is your mom? My mom was 79, almost 80. Okay. Almost 80. She passed in July and she would have been 80 right. in uh, November. So, um, she didn't. She had health issues over the years. She had um, heart problems and took medication for it, mm-hmm. um, but managed it. And then. She uh, was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. Mm. I mean, um, excuse me,
0: ovarian, ovarian cancer. Yeah. And so it. Not to cut you off, but you got two very different situations here. One is.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Snap at the fingers, and the other one is drawn out. Yes, That's right. So one, your mom there's really i I would imagine there's no fear because it's it's so
1: it just happened for her there was probably no fear we don't know that you know because she she was in the hospital for like an overnight kind of thing and almost like in a coma i guess so but uh and then passed you know the family rallied around within hours yeah and her sister came up from new jersey and we all kind of hung out and it was pretty intense so I'm hoping that. But it she, happened so fast. Yeah, but it was so she's just passed, you know, gone right. uh, within that moment of time. So you're right; it was just a blip.
0: It was 24 hours, pretty much. Oh yeah,
1: gone absolutely. I 12.
0: And then in your situation, we got to talk a lot. Cancer is a long. She'd
1: wake up, she'd be she, in hospice and be so upset. she
2: was she was sick from well she she went through chemotherapy. She had she was living with cancer for about two years, so the chemotherapy was what was kicking her butt, you know, just tired and, but she was getting through it. And then she got, uh, she got sick in July or June and went into the hospital and never, never left. So we thought she just had a blockage. So we, we thought that was different than the cancer and that she was going to come home, especially my dad. And she never, she never came home, so she went to hospice. But what was nice about that was being able to talk with her mm. about her dying. Right. It was a gift.
0: Yeah. yeah. It was
2: sad. Yeah. But
0: and what was her attitude?
2: She was positive. She had lost her mom when she was 16, so she was looking forward to seeing her mom. She was looking forward to seeing her dad. Um, she was looking forward to seeing her brother. Yeah, but it was hard.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what's interesting too? I think healing and harmony changed me, and I'm sure with Susie too that we don't fear death. Mm. Uh, Where a lot of people I think fear death, so we sort of like, what is death in a way? You know. Well, you uh, understand the energy. You got it. So it's yeah, like, and I, she, I'll, I'll, she, my mom has
2: come that. back and oh, yeah. visited him. Mm-hmm. Um, she's visited me she's been at Healing and Harmony almost every time I'm there. Mm. Priscilla will just walk by me and say, oh, your mom says hi. Or what anniversary is today? And it's like, oh, my God, today's my parents. Like, she just says things in passing. Mm. So my mom visits a lot. So sometimes if I had my way, I would live at Healing and Harmony because I feel like my mom is there. Mm. Because she had a reading right before she passed. So she was familiar with Priscilla. Priscilla and the energy there and all that. So really? she has come through, probably ten times while I've been there, right. through different people, mm-hmm. um, but came through before she was even buried to him. Then the night the she died on a Monday, Tuesday night he woke up and said, "Your I mom's here." A list. Your mom's here. She wants to know if you want to talk to her. I, I had I a whole like, list what? of
1: things that I wrote out, and it was all. And, of course, he would never that I about, make I that know. up
2: because mm. that would have been horrible. Yeah. But the stuff he was doing and the stuff he was saying, he didn't even know. He was doing and saying, I knew what it was. Mm. So it's it's sad in that you miss them. I, I, I know she's at a good place, but it's just sad that I, I just miss her. Right, you sure, know. I sure. forget sometimes. Sometimes I want to pick up the phone and call her. Sure. But she's not there, but... How long um, was she in the
0: hospice?
2: She was in hospice for about a month. Yeah. And can't say enough about those people. Yeah. Just the compassion that they sure. have for people is just amazing. Mm-hmm. But it was um, it was nice. It was it was it was nice for her. We all got to say everything we wanted to say. We reminisced. We laughed. You wouldn't think you'd be in hospice laughing, but you're you know, you're telling family stories and you're talking and you're reminiscing and it was, it was nice. And she said she saw, um, Raphael. My mom didn't know who Raphael was. So that was incredible. And it was, um, and
0: and who's Raphael?
2: Raphael is a saint of healing. Okay. Um, and for her to know that it was like, what? And she, after her wake, she, I went to a session at, at, with Priscilla and Priscilla described the entire wake. Priscilla was not at the wake, but my mom was. Mm. So we had little white cards that we had handed out to people because my mom had a fork, she was buried with a fork. Cause there's a, a story about how a priest, is at a potluck with a woman. And everyone's clearing all the dishes, and the woman says, keep your fork, mm. keep your fork, keep your fork. And the priest comes over and says, why are you why are you telling everyone to keep your fork? And she says, because uh, good things are coming. Mm. So my mom loved that story. So we buried her with a fork. <laughs> and at the wake, we had little cards with the, with the story on it so that every single person didn't ask us right. um, why she was holding a fork. So at a session with Priscilla, she came through and talked. To, my mom talked about the white cards. Mm. There would be no way Priscilla would know that. Right. And also she talked about how many people had been at her wake. I mean, she was almost 80 years old. There had to have been 300 people at that wake. People were standing in line waiting. To see her
0: hmm.
2: and there'd be no way she would know that right yeah. so that was that's been a huge gift to that she visits me through you know at, at Priscilla's which is nice well would so so you just miss them you know everyone dies but it's just it's a it's a matter of you miss them
0: yeah yeah well I, I've heard one guru describe it as you know when a person dies it's very similar to a star in the universe, dying, and what's a star turn into? A, a black hole, mm. or and the black hole is what it like it looks like nothing, right? There's no nothing visual there, but it's a a, 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 a vessel of energy, right? Right, the star collapses whoosh, into a thing of energy, right? Yeah. And that's how he yeah, describes that's a
2: perfect it. analogy. Yeah, that is true.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah interesting stuff. And I, I'll tell you. If to anyone listening right now, you're in for a heck of an episode with Priscilla because she's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah,
1: we've experienced her as much as we can. Yeah, it's, the whole place is amazing. It really is. Yeah,
2: she's just she's awesome.
1: Yeah, she she's really is, person. and she has good people there too that are go through uh, with her and 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 are either mediumships or do Reiki or uh, you know whatever. And it's just it's just all good stuff. It's all good healing. It's all good stuff. all positive. It's 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 self reflection. It's it's good for your soul. It's good for your body. It's good for your, your being. You yeah. Know? And and it's there's probably a lot of people that are into it, but you know, there might be something there that you can experience, believe it or not, that you didn't realize is actually really good for you. Yeah. I think we had that the other night with a couple that we brought to the We met them for the uh, Tibetan bowls, the singing bowl Mm -hmm. meditation. And uh, one, I can say this because we're not saying who they are, but uh, we're in the parking lot, and uh, my friend looks down at his shoes and he's like, I feel like I'm forgetting something.
2: He was so relaxed and and so
1: just, you know, a state of mind of just self being there. Mm -hmm. He just, was in a state where he's like, I think I'm forgetting something. And I said, Yeah, you forgot your thoughts. You forgot your worries. There's no, there's no thoughts any longer. That's right. You're just in the moment of us standing here, and now you have to think about. Now you have to get in the car. And I said, One thing you should watch out for is make sure you watch those red lights. Mm. You know, because when you're driving after that, you have to be conscious of your surrounding, and you're not conscious of anything when you're done with that session. Yeah, you're just cleansed out you know with your, your brain yeah i highly recommend out. it mm-hmm. it's, it's really good i mean that type of thing but there's there's other things that yeah Priscilla that one's a good one though that, yeah yeah it's pretty cool
0: well i appreciate your time i appreciate the invite to the sacred porch yeah. i've seen butterflies i've seen bumblebees I've, i hear chimes i there's cars going by and it's just nice and peaceful there's a little the sounds of our house. sounds of the house going. Yeah. yeah
1: it's, it's
0: great night. here. We love it here. It's nice. So I hope that the listeners got a lot out of this. Uh, marriage, peaceful marriage uh, motivation. And, uh, you know, death always comes up in every episode, it <laughs> yeah, seems. That's okay. Even with a six-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's good, though. <laughs> so I, I think uh, uh, you can't talk about peace without talking about death. Sure. You sure. know. So. All right. So, Is there any place uh, where people can come say hi to you? Is there any digital home uh, for you that no, you want to put out?
1: not yet. We and, were thinking of having our own little thing, but we're just... Uh...
2: I do a... Um, oh, yeah. You have a Facebook, I, right? I That's do right. have a Facebook page called Work in Progress. Okay. Good name. Um, I try to... I post something about nutrition every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I always try to keep it positive Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, don't do this. I would rather celebrate this. I do recipes. I'll do, you know, health benefits of cinnamon or turmeric Mm -hmm. or whatever. So anyone, it's a public Mm -hmm. page. So um, anyone is welcome to uh, pick that up.
0: Work in progress on Facebook. It's a good name. Go find it. Go say hi. And if you're looking for me, then uh, DrReese.com is Dr. spelled out. Thanks for listening to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese. If this
2: episode opened your heart, feel free to share on social media and tell your loved ones. Also, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time. May peace be with you.